Hello and welcome to Paranormal Hotline. My name is Michael and I'm joined by Kaylee. Hello. And it's Christmas week. There's only a few more days left till Christmas, dude. Yeah, I can't wait. I know. This Christmas I'm giving all our listeners existential dread. <laughs> Great. Because this episode's going to be about aliens, kind of. It's basically about like the Fermi paradox and the Great Filter and something I found out about like two weeks ago that I thought was kind of terrifying. I have no idea what any of this is. Well, I'll get through it because the Fermi like paradox. In even if you haven't heard of it, you've definitely thought about it at one stage or another. That's debatable. It came out in like the fifties. No, no, you definitely have. It basically boils down to the fact that in our galaxy alone, there's statistic, there's uh, statistically a large number of planets capable of creating and sustaining life. Yeah. But if that's true, where the hell is everyone? Is that true though? I thought it was really rare that a planet could sustain life. In our galaxy alone, it's estimated roughly to be a few hundred billion planets. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot. But, like, Earth is fairly young, and even our sun on a galactic scale isn't old by any means. So let's say there's a planet exactly like Earth in a different spot of the galaxy, but older. And it had the same speed of evolution, scientific growth, that species should by now have spread across the galaxy. Even if they travel slowly, by now they should have. And even the like last 120 years, we've had radio signals. We've been sending out more and more noise into space and into the void. So surely any species that's out there for longer would have been making way, way more noise. Yeah, yeah, you'd think so. So why can't we hear it? And there's a few answers to this paradox. Because the paradox is like, <laughs> they definitely should be there. Why aren't they? And it's one I mentioned before but didn't go into detail on, and it's called the Great Filter. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go through a lot of stuff here, but hopefully it won't take too long, but the only reason I'm laying this groundwork is just so what I say later makes more sense. Okay, sweet. Go for it. So, the Great Filter is a theory that there needs to be certain criteria that intelligent life has to meet if it's capable of traversing and colonizing space. So the first one is you need a star capable of creating life, like ours, and it has a Goldilocks area around it, which isn't too hot or too cold. And it's one thing I don't think it gets mentioned enough is our shields. Like the other planets and even our moon take a beating from celestial objects like meteors. Yeah. Like we get hit with a fair amount, like the crater in South America that's meant to have killed the dinosaurs. Yeah. Or stuff like the Tunguska event. Although like a lot of people have different theories about what that was some to say it was like an alien ship that crashed or a bomb or some kind of weird demonic test what was the what is that the tunguska event Never i heard refuse of it. to believe you've not heard of this <laughs> uh, maybe i have i've just forgotten i think it was like the 20s or 30s basically this thing exploded in the sky in russia really and oh, it was I do bigger than like this. the force of any bombs we had at the time and everyone just like what the fuck was that huh that's crazy. The thing that makes me kind of curious about it is like, if it was a natural event like a meteor or whatever, yeah, the fact it didn't hit anywhere near a populated place is so lucky. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Although to be fair, a lot of Earth is water too, so God knows what's hitting out in the ocean that we just if don't notice. If that had notice. hit the water though, a tsunami would have killed a lot of people. I don't, I don't know enough like, about it to be honest. It actually hit in, like, for the size of what the explosion was, it hit in the one place where basically it would cause the least damage. Damn. It, imagine, like, it left a crater, a massive crater. I'm going to have but to anyway, look into sorry. this. 
You really should, because the theories, you would love this, like the mental theories about it. But like, even if you look at our own moon, you can see it's kind of like pockmarked from just stopping all the shit that was going to hit us. Yeah, it's got the face of a teenager. But that's all just stage one. Stage two is reproductive mo- like molecules. Super basic, but really complex. Basically, these are molecules that are capable of reproducing and creating more of themselves. And it sounds obvious, but, it would, but without them, life wouldn't even get started. Yeah. Three is simple single cell life, and four is complex. And I don't want to do an entire lesson here because it wouldn't be fun, but basically simple ones are dumb and kind of float around and multiply, whereas complex ones have behaviours and patterns but no brain. Although I was reading like two or three days ago about this new type of single-celled creature they found that not only learns from experiences but can act before like stimulus. Basically, if you had a tiny little scientist and he poked the cell, it would contract to protect itself. But if he just kept poking it without hurting it, it would learn to stop contracting. Kind of like a cat. Yeah, like a small cat. Some like even turn. Yeah, some of them even turn around so you don't poke them in the mouth. Basically. Oh, okay, okay. Like these things have no brains, but they can still react to everything going on around them. Okay. And no one knows how. Five and six are where things are fun because there's like sexual reproduction starts <laughs> and then multi-cell life. Yeah. So basically, five and six is basically where everything is. In- everything starts to get up and going and getting really weird. So sexual reproduction is introduced and life is never the same again. And it causes, with the right factors, multi-cell life, allowing for more complex and intelligent species. And then we get to seven, which is like one of the big ones. Tool-using animals with intelligence. Yeah. So anyone who's seen 2001 Space Odyssey knows that the monkey with the stick is more dangerous than the one without it. Yeah, obviously. And yeah, that's basically like the last stage that we were in we've gone past this but we're still kind of there and it's what helped us become the dominant species on the planet which is really important because like if we hadn't learned to pick up that stick another species might have and then they would be in charge of the planet why haven't they done it already then because we fucked them up all right that's fair (laughs) and that's that's a really important point for what i'm about to get into is like we picked up the stick we became smarter and more dangerous yeah. But the one we're in right now is the f- eight filter, or stage eight. And our biggest like threat to passing this filter, aside from random apocalypse like asteroid or the sun exploding, is us. So like global warming, nuclear war, pandemic. There's a lot of things that could cause us all to just go toes up and in their journey there. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of terrifying how much the odds are honestly against us from getting any further. Yeah, I mean, like, before before the actual pandemic that we're currently in, I would have said, uh, you know, these things are fictional, like, that'll never happen to us in our lifetimes. But now I'm like, holy crap, that could happen any day. <laughs> <laughs> One man just needs to fuck a pangolin and there we and go. we're done. <laughs> but, uh, like, the Fermi paradox, the simplest answer to it is that no species has gotten to stage nine of the Great Filter, which is genuinely terrifying to me. Because either we've gotten further than anyone else in the history of the galaxy, and we do cross that last barrier and enter out into space to grow and spread and it's just dead like instead of hopes of sharing history and culture and technology we just find the bones and ruins of whoever never made it as far as we did that's really terrifying the other side of it is that we are very close to just dying off entirely like they did like through calamity or stupidity or random chance do you think if something was to happen it would end human life in total or do you think we'd go back a stage and we'd end up you know back being animals basically i don't think there's any way for us to go back at this point like considering everything we've done to earth let's say like we regress and we go back to 
pre-primitive man, like back to monkeys, basically. Yeah. Like those monkeys will be living in the ruins of the world we have now. Yeah, but that's and what I mean. And there is stuff like the shelter up that seed shelter yeah I yeah. think it was even an episode of Futurama where like they keep stuff like that just in case it does but, happen yeah but if we get sent back that far there's no guarantee we'll come back around something else might come around instead of us yeah but there's always a chance you know because I know at one stage the population of humans on earth was down to like I think it was like in the 70,000? It was less than that, I think. I think it was in the tens of thousands, roughly. And we managed to bounce back from that, you know? But that's, like, one of the things from, like, this entire thing is that if we don't spread out, we will die on this planet. Like, part of getting to the next stage is we have to spread out. Like, as it is, the Earth is overpopulated and all the shit that's going on. Like, we need more room. But as I said, though, like, a few weeks ago, I was reading about another answer to the Fermi Paradox that isn't just death or growth and it's called the dark forest theory now it gets its name from a series of sci-fi books that came out within the last 15 years or so so when i read that i was kind of skeptical because like why wouldn't i be there is a logic to it that's fair enough and makes sense so let's say a creature makes it to stage nine of the great filter they've expanded not only across their own planet but across space why would that creature be friendly to us yeah this comes up quite a bit that like if something's coming here it's going to come and dominate the planet right right yeah I feel like we're looking at this through a human perspective, you know? Because that's just a human thing to do. If it was other humans coming from another planet, sure. But I don't don't think so. See, that's what I was thinking as well, but it actually gives a really good reasoning, like a rationale behind it. What's that? So, it's called the Dark Forest Theory because of a quote from the book, which is also titled The Dark Forest. And the quote is, The universe is a dark forest. Every civilization is an armed hunter stalking through the trees gently pushing aside branches to block the path and trying to tread without sound, even breathing is done with care. The hunter has to be careful because everywhere in the forest are stealthy hunters like him. If he finds another life, there's only one thing he can do, open fire and eliminate them. It basically boils down to, if you meet another creature, how do you know it's friendly, or better yet, how do you know who is predator and who is prey? The reason we aren't hearing, like, it comes down to that, the reason we aren't hearing anything in space and why it seems so empty other than us is because everyone out there is doing their best to be as quiet as they can. (laughs) Do you think? Like, Do you think everyone's being really quiet and sneaking around and killing each other and then humans are there with their radios blasting into space? Hello! With, like, like with a boombox? <laughs> is there box? anybody out there? <laughs> Another way to look at it is, you've seen The Dark Knight, yeah? The Batman movie. Yeah, I have. So, for any species, because I know it sounds very paranoid, and like it's dwelling too much in like the worst case scenario, but like, we are quiet when we go into like the dark, because we don't know what's out there, or in the darkness, and we don't know what it might do. But if we go out into space, we will have to be technologically advanced, because any species that needs to go out into space has to be technologically advanced. So we'd be at the point where we could cause massive damage very quickly. We can already do it here on our own planet, like, there are things to actively stop us from destroying our own planet. Yeah. So God knows what we'd do to someone else. So. If two species meet in space, or if one finds out about the other, they clearly both have the technology to do great harm to each other. If you've seen The Dark Knight, there's a part where both, where there's two boats, and each one has a trigger that will destroy the other boat. So the logical thing to do is to destroy the other boat before they destroy you. Why would any species that meets another in space not take the initiative and immediately try to wipe out the other? What's there to gain from why, it, though, you know? It's more about survival. It's just literally like... 
if you don't, how do you know that they won't try and do it to you immediately? I don't like, know. Let's say, let's say we do pass that ninth filter and start to expand. Yeah. Like, do we tread lightly? Because like space itself is dangerous enough. But let's say we cross an invisible line in space, like some other species border, and they send out a ship to see what's going on, and they meet our ship. Right. They see each other. How do they know that the other ship isn't inherently aggressive? Like, by the time you might have decided to give them a chance, they might have decided not to risk it and destroy you. Well, I assume they just destroy the, that one ship, no? Yeah, but that's just an example, because you're dealing with this on, like, a planetary scale. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with this. I don't think it's... Uh, I, I, I kind of agree with the Zeta Reticuli, um idea <laughs> which is um that they know that we're here they just don't bother with us because we're too aggressive <laughs> <laughs> they have interest inter intergalactic trade with other planets and other uh, other interstellar species and other aliens and stuff like that but they just don't bother with humans because we're too dumb and too aggressive See, I like that because I did see like an argument against the Dark Forest theory, which is basically what if that is a perspective of us because we yeah. aren't advanced enough? Because we're very like, aggressive. Um, That's just humans. I don't know why. Well, like there has to be some sort of evolutionary theory as to why humans are so aggressive. And it probably is something to do with resources on Earth, you know. But if another planet's yeah, not like that, then they won't evolve to that, be like that. But yeah, like we've had reports throughout history of all of these like greys or whatever alien you think of coming to Earth. And why would they if they're trying so hard to hide? And I think it's because we're still a really young species. Like maybe the ones that are visiting us are just kind of checking us out, hoping that when we do cross the final filter, we'll know enough, like they'll know enough about us to be sure of that decision. Yeah, I think so too. I think that sounds pretty bang on that they're kind of monitoring us to make sure that we're We'll, we'll be okay that we're not gonna just destroy them go mental yeah <laughs> like I said Earth is really pretty young and odds are any species out there is older than us and far more advanced yeah like let's say the dinosaurs didn't get wiped out and they kept evolving at some point they would have gotten intelligent we'll think like that, isn't that like the entire theory behind like the lizard people in the center yeah, of the earth yeah yeah there is yeah I, I think I've spoken to you about this before but you know Top Trump's the game yes there was a lizard in that that was like a bipedal human looking lizard person I think you told me this it was in like a dinosaur pack yeah it was in the dinosaur pack and I remember seeing it because all the other dinosaurs were real dinosaurs they had this one fake dinosaur that was like it had like a really high intelligence really low everything else and it looked like a human but like an, a lizard human and I remember thinking oh my god was that real was that thing real? Like, because I thought it was real for ages because every other dinosaur in the pack was a real dinosaur. And uh, it wasn't until I was older that I realized, yeah, that probably wasn't real. <laughs> but for ages, I, I thought there was like this human dinosaur that was around. Have you ever seen Land of the Lost? Yes, I have. I'm thinking of, you know, those little lizard things? Yeah. <laughs> They're like reptilian people? Yeah, yeah. But the way I was thinking about like the greys and like this whole dark forest thing is let's say the roles were reversed. Like humanity does that. We see a possible danger and we strike first without warning or reason just to be safe, just to be sure that we like don't get wiped out by this up and coming culture. Yeah. Now, if we did that, like I'm fairly sure or I'm fairly hopeful, like we'd 
think about doing better next time. Like we'd keep an eye out for anyone else that looks likely to reach space, other planets with life that have passed some of the filters and seem intent on passing more. It makes sense to keep an eye on them. Yeah. Like to make sure you knew as much about them as you can. So that like that makes sense to me. Like how if it is true that, that the Dark Forest is a actual theory. And again, like this is only recent. This is just like a possible theoretical answer to a theoretical question but it is something like we have to consider about space yeah because we sent like do you remember the plate that went out into space which one that was the one with the drawings the of naked the human people yeah, and, yeah 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 i remember that it, like that there was a lot of protest not a lot but in cir- in circles there was dissent about it like we shouldn't be putting this out there we don't want people to know where we are where we are because what if they're mean yeah that's true though you know and that's basically like what if every species that has gotten to a certain level and ready to go out into space has that mindset it's just too human for me though you know and i know we have no other frame of reference to go by I think human it's just so human, you know, to be scared that someone's going to come and colonize Earth, you know? But it's not even that. It's the fact, like, if these species are older, like, in the last hundred years, the leaps in technology we've had are insane. Oh, it's nuts, man. But, like, these spe- like any species out there, unless there was cataclysmic stuff like the wiping out the dinosaurs or, like, if they did get past this filter like the last filter into space colonization they would be insanely advanced by this stage yeah like absolutely. we would literally have like if they just decided okay we're gonna wipe out the do you, ever, do you know what i'm thinking of do you know in hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy yeah do you know when they're like we're just clearing through your solar system to make way for a bypass yeah we do that in the forest right now we don't alert the creatures in the woods that's true that's true so like they could just do that and we wouldn't have any idea about it but then there's also the idea that if we make noise and someone notices they could be just like there's a lot of stuff on that planet i'd like thank god that nobody there is intelligent zap i'd like to think the alien greys would come and protect us (laughs) that's what i was just about to say is one thing i've been reading like a lot of people who are arguing with this theory who do believe in aliens and like who do believe in visitation and stuff like that that's a big difference is to whether you believe the aliens are visiting us currently or have visited us in the past and whether you just believe in intelligent life in outer space because there's two separate groups here you know yeah and like there's very different degrees of uh, i don't want to say respectability but yeah <laughs> there is there's actual like because there are like proper proper scientific studies gone into this and then there's just conspiracy theories us. you know <laughs> yeah, us. <laughs> but like a lot of the arguments I've seen were that like the greys would not allow this or this species or whatever would not allow this because it's not that we're pets to them, but we're of interest. Yeah, it's kind of more like a, we're an experiment to them. Yeah, like I can understand the logic though of like it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense to me that if there was aliens coming here, this would be a logical reason why is to keep track on us just to make sure that we're not... Like, not to interfere, like, stop us from doing whatever the hell we're going to do, but also just, like, they need to learn about us in case we take that step. Yeah. Because you always hear in, like, abduction cases, they always ask about, like, nuclear weapons and stuff. I don't think nuclear weapons really have a scratch on any space stuff. Like, yeah, here it's really, really bad, and I don't think they should be used, but I think alien greys and stuff are kind of more like, hey, you guys should stop using them for your sake, (laughs) not as a dangerous weapon to them 
Yeah, because when I was reading about this, like what they said, like one reason, one of the things I was looking at was basically, let's say it is true. And if you make too much noise, another species will attack you and kill you. Yeah. They probably wouldn't even need to do much because like the video I seen that I was looking about, about how this war would play out. Well, war, like 20 minute event yeah. is that they would just need to fire a bit of anything, even like the weight of a person close to the speed of light would completely destroy the planet in one hit. Yeah. Like, you don't need to do much to wipe out a planet if you're capable of traveling through space. <laughs> if they already have that technology, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. And then crazy. there's other stuff like radio signals. Like, our radio signals have just been pumping out into space for like 120 years. Is that how long? 120 years? Yeah. Whew. Damn, I thought it was less than that. I would have said like 30 years. No, like, even the ones we... Like, they're, they're not very strong, but they're still going out there. Yeah, yeah. Like, anything past a certain distance does become unintelligible noise. <laughs> but, like, when you think about if there's this one thing in space that's for the last 120 years have started making more and more noise... Yeah. ...ramping up, you're going to be like, I'm going to keep an eye on that. <laughs> that just depends if they're actually looking for radio signals, though, you know? I mean, we are. We haven't even gotten into space. Yeah, but they might not be looking for... Like, they might not have discovered radio. They might have some else that's similar to radio but not radio you know that's actually another thing i was looking at the idea that like there is a lot of noise in space but we're just on a different frequency yeah i mean we very well could be yeah like let's say you got to meet one and it doesn't immediately destroy you You have one question to like show it that you're curious but not aggressive <laughs> what would you ask I have no idea. I was trying to think Ooh, of something no, clever, way. but uh, yeah, I was trying to think of something <laughs> smart like that, but I couldn't think of anything. Um, I don't know. Um, I'd probably be... What, what, what kind of alien am I looking at? Am I looking at an alien grey? We'll assume so, yeah. We'll just go with like the stereotype. Good lord. I have no idea. Come on. You're about to get the entire world <laughs> wiped out. I'd be like, uh, um, hey, what's up? Boom. <laughs> Boom, we'd be dead. There is nothing I could ask that would not prove I'm a savage. What would you ask? I, d I really didn't expect you to turn this around on. on me. <laughs> this is so hard. It's a lot harder than it sounds. I know. If anybody's listening to the podcast and has a decent question. Yeah, please question, write in your question. Like, <laughs> please send it to us. You have one question. It can't drag on too much. We'll assume they're impatient. They could be listening right I, now. Who knows? I think I'd ask it like what its goal is. Like not That's even good. like... Not even like on a big scale, but like on a personal life. Like, oh, yeah, me. you're not asking like the species, you're asking it personally. Yeah, like, what do you want? Like, what are you hoping to do? And like, I have a good just... question. Sweet. What are your pronouns? Oh, no, let's not get political. <laughs> What's the one from Futurama? She's Len. <laughs> oh, is that it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's literally the first thing I thought of. <laughs> no, I think like you need to like get philosophical with it just to be like, I'm capable of thought. Like, what if you asked it that and it was just like, oh, I have a hangover. I'm not dealing with this. Zap. And it killed me? Yeah. I'd be like, all right, I understand. Would you rather like an alien be you, like not human, but like have the same temperament as No way. Human? No way. Not a hope. Oh my god, humans are just But that's just the mental. most likely thing to happen. It, yeah, it is. It, well, I don't know if it is. How can we possibly know? This whole episode is, it, is you going, they're going to be like humans, and me going, nah. I, like, you were right earlier. We do have a very small sample size. Yeah. <laughs> but even, like, 
again i guess that is you but like even in the animal kingdom you see that like animals will be aggressive for no reason yeah like, but that's you humans like we're all human in some way you know like no you have a cat like with the, but like cats and people and like we all evolve from the same thing we're all like like earth hu- like beings I, th- you know? that's true like they are they, it was basically the same single cell yeah. organisms so we're all kind of similar but yeah I just wanted like to take a look at some of the re- like I know they're not really spooky or like paranormal but some of the more likely reasons why aliens are either very cautious about coming here or just don't come here at all no I think it's interesting because nearly every alien episode that we do we always turn to the question why are they coming here what do they want so nice to get a bit of context or some of the theories on it i do really like the idea though that they are just kind of not even like watching over us but just keeping an eye on us the alien greys yeah that would be a really nice theory that they're kind of like we're sending out these radio messages and if if anybody hears it the alien greys are like don't don't respond to that (laughs) you know (laughs) (laughs) if you respond to that you will get a dick pic (laughs) exactly they've sent them out before (laughs) yeah earth's like that drunk friend and uh the alien greys are our uh, designated drivers actually there is one thing i want to ask before we end this what is it i'm scared now no 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 it's like it's something we probably will have to cover in future which is just the types of aliens yeah i mean the thing we is keep mentioning greys the the line between fiction and fact is very <laughs> blurred there you know to be fair that's the problem with aliens like you can't tell if it is fact or it's all fiction or there is like five percent truth and the rest is bullshit yeah i mean the ufos yeah fair enough there's like a certain type of ufo that's seen quite frequently but actual alien greys that's another that's another matter like why are alien greys the stereotypical one is it because they're the ones that are real or is it because they're the ones that have been talked about that's gonna have to be another episode to be honest Sweet, I can't wait. <laughs> but for now, guys, that's everything on why we're possibly alone in the galaxy. The dark forest theory. Dang. Hopefully you have a really good Christmas. And remember, if you have any story that you'd like to like us to talk about or a sighting or anything you've had, you can always message us at paranormalhotlinepodcast at gmail.com or you can message us on Twitter at paranormalhl. Also, if you'd like to help support the podcast, you can do so at paranormalhotline on patreon.com. Bye. Bye.